Leah, as if something inside her were restless and itched to be set free. That summer, it had itched more often than ever, and the goblins swarmed in unheard-of numbers. Banishing them was one way of putting that itch to rest. Her other skills remained untried, and for the most part, unused. And though sometimes that was hard to bear, like having to pretend you're not hungry when your favourite meal is on the table... Maddie understood why it had to be so. Cantrips and rune charms were bad enough, but glamours, true glamours, were perilous business. And if rumour of these were to reach world's end, where the servants of the order worked day and night in study of the word... For Maddie's deepest secret, known only to her closest friend, the man folk knew as One-Eye, was that she enjoyed working magic, however shameful that might be. More than that, she thought she might be good at it too, and like anyone with a talent, longed to make use of it and to show it off to other people. But that was impossible. At best, it counted as giving herself airs. And at worst, folk had been cleansed for less. Maddie turned her attention to the cellar floor and the wide-mouthed burrow that disfigured it. It was a goblin burrow, all right, bigger and rather messier than a foxhole and still bearing the marks of clawed, thick-soled feet where the spilled earth had been kicked over. Rubble and bricks had been piled in a corner, roughly concealed beneath a stack of empty kegs. Maddie thought with some amusement that it must have been a lively and somewhat drunken party. Filling in the burrow would be easy, she thought. The tricky thing, as always, was to ensure it stayed that way. Ir, the protector, had been enough to secure the church doors, but goblins had been known to be very persistent where ale was concerned, and she knew that in this case a single charm would not keep them out for long. All right then, something more. With a sharp-ended stick, she drew two runes on the hard-pack floor. Naldr, the binder, might do it, she thought. And with it, Ur, the mighty ox, set at an angle to the mouth of the burrow. Now all it needed was a spark. That spark. That was the only true magic involved. Anyone familiar with the runes, which were only letters, after all, taken from an ancient language, could learn to write them. The trick, Maddie knew, was to set them to work. It had been difficult at first. Now working the runes was easy as striking a match. She spoke a little cantrip. Kuth on fur. The letters flared for a few seconds and then dwindled to a warning gleam. The goblins could see them, and so could Maddie. But to Mrs. Scattergood, who despised reading because she could not do it, and who thought magic was the devil's work, the runes would only ever look like scratches in the dirt, and they could all continue to pretend that the goblins were only rats. Suddenly there came a scrabbling sound from a far, dark corner of the cellar. Maddie turned and saw a movement in the shadows and a shape, rather larger than a common rat, bob away between two of the barrels. Quickly she stood up, lifting her candle so that its flame lit up the whitewashed wall. No sound could be heard. Nothing moved but the shadows that jerked and juddered. Maddie stepped forward and shone the candle right into the corner. Still nothing moved. But every creature leaves a trail that only a few know how to see. There was something there. Maddie could feel it. She could even smell it now, 
A sour-sweet, wintry scent like roots and spices kept long underground. A drunken party, she thought again, so drunken perhaps that one of the revellers, stupefied beyond all thought of caution by Mrs. Scattergood's excellent ale, had curled up in some dark corner to sleep off the after-effects of a bellyful. And now it was trapped, whatever it was. Trapped behind a drift of stacked ale kegs, its burrow sealed, the cellar shut. Maddie's heart began to beat a little faster. In all these years she had never had such a chance. To see one of the fairy at close quarters, to speak to it and have it answer. She tried to recall what little she knew of the good folk from under Red Horse Hill. They were curious creatures, more playful than bad, fond of strong drink and well-dressed meats. And wasn't there something else as well, something that lingered tantalisingly on the edges of memory? A tale of one eyes, perhaps?